0: Hey everybody, this is Townsend. I'm a singer, songwriter, musician, and mental health advocate, and I started the You're Not Alone project and podcast to help educate, spread awareness, and simply help you feel a little less alone no matter what you're going through. thank you so much for tuning in to Season 2 of You're Not Alone with Townsend. Be sure to click the follow button and share these stories. You can also watch the interviews on our YouTube under Townsend T Music. You can also keep up with the journey if you follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Music. Every like, follow, and share helps us continue to change lives. What is up, guys? Welcome to this episode of You're Not Alone with Townsend. I, of course, am your host, Townsend. Today, i got a special guest. I was like, we're related or something. Uh, this is my cousin, Tommy Lane Townsend. Don't be blown away by the name. I know it sounds incredibly familiar. It's a long story I'll tell you about later, but uh, we're going to talk about, if you went to school with us, we went down to school in South Arkansas. If you went to school with us, everyone knew who Luke was, which is Tommy Lane's brother. Tommy Lane grew up being Luke's brother. This is basically what you were. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Dude, mom was Luke's mom, too. And she was a teacher at Whitehall. Literally.
0: Literally, I had your mom as a teacher and she was Luke's mom and Luke's brother and Luke's dad. And that's all you were because Luke was like a rock star at our school. It was awesome. But Luke has what they call autism. And I thought that was perfect to hop on here and have Tommy Lane's perspective growing up with that as a sibling, now an adult, kind of looking back and reflecting on a little bit of everything. So we're going to talk about what is autism? What did it look like from a sibling's point of view? Also, always give the heads up that this Is just our story. This is Tommy Lane's story. Obviously, it's not written in stone. If you know somebody with autism, there is a huge spectrum of it. So, this isn't a one goes for everyone. So, keep that in mind when you're listening. But enough is enough. Who the heck is Tommy Lane? So, like, what is your job? What's your age? How are you related to Luke? Even though we talked about a little bit, you can share whatever you want.
1: Yeah so uh i'm tom lane townsend i'm 29 years old and i'm currently employed by the Whitehall school district i'm a teacher i am fortunate enough to uh, call myself luke's brother being that role has for sure played a part in both of our lives um and autism has played obviously a big part and what really kind of drives my world is i've never known anything different because luke is my older brother so coming into the world I was already in a like his world I guess you know yeah, so I never I've know. never known anything different
0: Yeah we're all in Luke's world we're just here
1: Yeah yeah
0: He runs it we're just here Yeah, yeah. absolutely I'm not going to lie even and we'll kind of get to this later So I'm a little bit older than Tommy Lane. We don't have to talk numbers or anything like that. Like we don't have to talk about how much older, but so I'm a little bit older than Tommy Lane. And even growing up with you guys and seeing you grow as an adult, like it's been such a cool experience seeing you mature and like how much his diagnosis has really changed you and made you, gosh, different than the mold, I guess. Like I don't know. It gives you, honestly, I feel like it gives you a one-up as a man or as a human in general, because you have that much more patience and that much more awareness, which is really cool. So I have always, and very much more so now that you're an adult, appreciated that from you. Um, Not that you've always been patient with it.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So for people that don't know, what is autism?
1: Let me phrase it in like old and the new. So autism growing up, especially like in the early 90s, Luke was diagnosed at like three. And it was like some crazy acronym. It was like PTTNOS. And it was like not otherwise specified. And so then at the age of five, he was actually diagnosed with autism. The way I kind of think about it, and once again, like you, you hit the nail on the head. This is just Perspective. This is all just my.
0: We ain't no doctors. We ain't no doctors. Yeah, no, (laughs) no,
1: not me. Back in the nineties, it was almost like really kind of cut and dry to the point where you could see this child needs special services or requires special attention. And so now, kind of fast forward to the new, it is much more of a spectrum, which like you have a low functioning and a high functioning and a whole broad span of um, traits in between. So the way that I like to think and explain Luke is all functioning. And the only reason why I say that is because he is verbal. He knows the alphabet, is able to communicate and um, you know function well. Now, um, when you get to like high functioning, I feel like there's a difference between fixation and passionate. So the, if you think about trains, somebody who has high functioning autism is going to know every train, the motor that's in it, the, the way they develop for the years coming up. And um, fixation is more so like just targeting and having something. So Luke's like fixation was sports Um, and a sensory input was like a football. That's kind of how low versus high. And the way I would try to explain autism is it is a constant tear between the biggest fear of missing out and wanting to be isolated. So like. If you think about this, especially like at Christmas or Thanksgiving, Luke will go into a room and he's not blocking himself out or like getting away from the world. He's just wanting to be by himself, but he listens to everything. And like he's always tuned in and then he'll take like a lap around the room, make sure, see who's doing what, what's, what's the game, and they go back to the room. So it's just like a... A constant battle of, you know, being scared of missing out on something and the constant want to be alone, you know, or not alone, but like isolated, I guess. Yeah,
0: it's like overstimulating for some of them. Yeah, I think that's a great way to put it into layman terms. It's like it's a syndrome or disorder that can affect your communication as well as your cognition from like literally the biggest. It's like the biggest variety, like from one level to the
1: other, like you said. Luke is a flashlight in the world of nothing but dark. So yeah. um, Luke really kind of struggled until he got to junior high and then like just, or not necessarily struggled, but he was very much more isolated and kind of kept to himself. And then once junior high came, it was just like, you know, the, a flashlight went to a light switch and just
0: yeah. went on. And it was then like, he just, I am this, awesome.
1: Yeah, it just became the social butterfly and just like constant high fives and and talking and wanting to go to football games and sporting events and just kind of came out of his shell. But like we were very happy that he can spell his name and write his name. So like those were obviously, you know struggles at the beginning, as you can imagine. But yeah, um, I guess that's where I would say his severity kind of landed.
0: He is incredibly social. He understands things so well, but I feel like we understand him really well also because we're around him frequently. But I do feel like he couldn't survive independently. Like you said, I think it's exciting that he can write his name and spell his name. So for people listening, that's kind of where I would put him. Incredibly social, but not going to be able to survive. You're going to have somebody assist you at all times. So that's kind of where yeah. we would put him. So knowing that, let's keep going. So did anyone sit down and explain what the heck autism was or did you just kind of learn
1: as you went? In kindergarten or first grade, and we were going over like the, you know, the the sounds of the alphabet and vowel and whatever and, and pronunciation. And it's funny how you can remember the exact time and place for things like with songs or just memories. And we were in mom's like me- like this Dodge van that was huge. But I looked back and I said, no, Luke, say this, say it like this. Yeah. <laughs> and he tried to say it. And I said, no, dude, like say, say it like this. And he didn't say it. And mom and dad had a talk with me that night and said, listen, um, your brother is a little, bit different. And he's going to need help. And we're going to look to you to be that help for your brother. So I was given a key to his world, but I didn't have a textbook. So for sure, learning as we went. And like a really good example is he feared like animals because they were kind of unpredictable. And so I had to become hyper vigilant of surroundings so if a squirrel was 30 yards away and it did whatever like a mad dash and he didn't like it he'd take off running and if you didn't know that there was a squirrel in front of him and he just takes off running you think oh my god this kid's a runner like what how do we deal with this or what are we gonna And it's not it's not he's a runner you just missed something that his sensory caught and was like nope i'm out of here yeah so um for sure, learn, learning as we went. And there are some things that I've still to this day learning, you know? Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. When you mentioned that, like that triggered memories for me as well, like family gatherings, we had to be super careful about the dogs. And I remember like people trying to introduce him and be like, they're okay. And one holiday, he was like, he wanted to be introduced to him. And we're like, oh my gosh, this is such a big deal. And he'd like, touch it on the head and run yeah we were like yeah we touched it yeah and now he loves them (laughs) as long as they're quiet they're not barking which that goes for all of us
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: (laughs) i totally forgot about that that's such a good memory absolutely also thank you for that you put it I think the way that you worded that was perfect you were given a key into his world but you didn't quite have a textbook for it and I think that is awesome I think that could go for anyone in life about literally any situation you you worded that perfectly I'm probably going to steal that from you by the way don't sue me or something (laughs) okay growing up kids are mean like let's just be for real let's be honest so I am sure you heard a lot of negativity I don't know how kids approached you about Luke like if they were picking on him or saying things I didn't hear anyone say anything to me necessarily but that's because I would have taken them out back but I'm sure you heard some negativity how do you handle that like what do you what do you do about that
1: having the no and the preparation that that could happen. And it it for sure might. And how to kind of respond to it, which, you know, I was always taught confrontations, not the way Um, they're, especially growing up, they mom and dad had a big sit down with me when I was in like, second or third grade. And they said, if you get suspended from school for fighting, you are not coming out of your room, and you're going to have so much to do the three days that you were at home. But if you get in a fight and suspended for sticking up for your brother, dude, it's ice cream and TV every day. Yeah.
0: Nice. So
1: there, there were, you know, occasions because like you said kids are mean and especially like those who just don't understand Mm -hmm. Um, there was for sure one count that happened and it was in, we went to go play basketball and um, you know, some guy just said something and, the whole team just rallied and got me into the locker room and got Luke. I mean, like just went and arm around like, ah, you're not going to say that. And I mean, like we walked That's off awesome. the court. It was a, That's it was a, yeah, yeah. It was, it was a for sure cool moment, but at the same time, it was kind of a not cool moment because you yeah. just had two, once again, two spectra or two sides of it because, one was just yelling out something that didn't need to be said and the other guys were like not a chance you're gonna say that about about our guy
0: I love it yeah the sad part and again this comes as an adult and I think we grew up especially with Luke being in the family knowing different is okay and that hey this is different and so we knew you know you just kind of look past it or treated them as an equal and so I feel like that wasn't unusual for us but you think about people in I use this example just because it comes to mind, small towns that maybe aren't around different much. And that's where I feel like the awareness isn't there. So they don't know. Nothing looks different than ABC at school, you know? And so when something different shows up, I feel like that's when confrontation arises, which just really sucks, you know? Like as kids, that's when we saw it, like basketball games, when you'd be in a different environment because the kids that saw you every day were okay, but the kids that didn't, And I wish, again, that's kind of why I have this podcast, and I know it's mostly adults listening, but I had an adult last week, she struggled with Tourette's, and she talked about when she was a kid, she got picked on like crazy, and how much of a difference it would be hearing this podcast when she was a kid. And she's like, you know, just knowing that when I'm an adult, it will be okay, those kids didn't ruin my world, and so... That's kind of what this is for, just letting people know, like, hey, if your kids have this or if you have this or whatever, even if someone in Walmart has this, you'll have a little bit more awareness, a little more grace. So I appreciate, I know it's super personal. I appreciate you sharing your stories with us. Okay, let's talk about this. Did you learn patience growing up with Luke or do you feel like it kind of came naturally? That's a tough question. That's that's egg or chicken.
1: I feel like... It didn't help me with Luke because we were still siblings and we were all, I mean, like just like any other sibling, you're yeah. going to have your bashes and you're going to, you know, you're going to get at it sometimes, but you just hit the nail on the head. It helped my patients so much in public because of the awareness. on like, well, some, it might be something that's going on with them that I have no clue about. And so it like like I just said, like at Walmart, if something's going on or if somebody's got um, like if they walk with a limp or a a speech and or, you know, kind of something along the lines of kind of disability, you, you put two and two together because I've been around it and I've seen it and I know it. So it for sure, like. Didn't help me within the house having Lucas, <laughs> a brother with autism, because once again, dude, siblings—we're—we're yeah. we're gonna not all the time, but you I know, get it. Just like everyone else, you got, and then going out into the world, I—I I feel like I'll learn so much patience because of having an autistic brother.
0: Oh, absolutely! Yeah, I feel like this is gonna be like super cliche, but it's almost like everybody's given a coloring book and ours was just colored a little bit more because we're like, oh yeah, whatever. Different. Cool. Yeah. Like you still have a seat at our table. Like my mom always told me I literally was more drawn to people that were different than the usual. So I'd bring home like all the kids that didn't fit in with anyone else and Be like, this is my best friends. My mom was like, gosh, you really don't see different, do you? I'm like, absolutely not. And guess what? I grew up that way too. So I think we yeah. have our, ther- our parents to thank for that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. what's your yeah, yeah, what's your favorite thing to do with Luke? Like, what's something that y'all bond over that you're like, okay, this this is something I really love to do with him? I want to personally thank you for taking the time to listen to these conversations. It truly means so much. We've changed so many lives for the better, and we want to continue doing so throughout 2023. This project is made possible by sponsors and patrons. So, if you'd like to help keep the You're Not Alone project going and hearing these amazing stories, we would love for you to join the family at patreoncom slash Music. Just for signing up, you'll get free merch, discounts, and behind-the-scenes patron-only footage—not only of my music, but of each episode. That's right. So, each guest on every episode answers a few more questions that only patrons will be able to watch and listen to. So head on over to patreon.com slash Townsend Team Music, and let's continue changing lives.
1: So he loves going on boat rides. Um, oh, yeah. Growing up, he would like going on boat rides, which is kind of weird to think about now because of, you know, the noise and the auditory stimulation that was just, going on but he he likes boat rides and then there was a real long gap that we you know we just didn't have a boat and we didn't have boat rides anymore and then he was like maybe 22 or so you know there's a big gap and we get back out on the water and he looks back he's like faster, faster. <laughs> Like, dude, we're as fast as we can go. But I mean, I, and I don't know if he just had that enjoyment or if he literally recalled being and loving on the boat. Um, he loves to go fishing. Sometimes, you know, he's about he's good for about thirty minutes, and then he'll say, "No fish here, Tommy Lane." No fish. <laughs> no fish This is here. boring.
0: And I would too if you took me fishing. i like, dude, no fish. Let's go.
1: We grew up outside, so playing sports was a big thing. And, like, you know, being two boys and brothers, I've always wanted to have somebody throw it back to me. And so we would play sports outside. And I think just having that availability and that, you know, brother wanting to play helped him with his – hand eye and his motor skills and you know when he got to junior high dude he was throwing a football I could throw a baseball when he was doing challenger baseball the very first year they had it they would use like a hard ball because it was the first year they'd had it and nobody really had those motor skills yet and Luke comes up and he whops no. two of them So the next game, they have to go get these soft tee balls, and they're throwing it to Luke because he's got—you know—he just had those. And um, so, growing up outside, playing sports and and boat rides and fishing and uh,
0: deep down, he's a country boy.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: that's awesome, man. Yeah, that guy could always chunk a football. Like, I didn't like playing with him because he would throw it way too far. And they'll be like, Luke, I'm right here. No, just kidding. He he had an arm from the day I can remember, and he could make contact with a ball. I don't remember him ever not having a ball in his hands and, like, not wanting to play. Boy. So, yeah, he, he was always pretty good at sports. That was a nice brother to have for you.
1: Oh, he, yeah. for sure, yeah, sure.
0: He's lucky I, I wasn't his younger sister. But I don't want to play ball. That's not what I want to do. You know, <laughs> so it worked out perfect. No, that's awesome. Okay, so I feel like growing up with Luke, and we, we joke around about it, but if we're serious, a lot of the attention was on Luke, right? I mean, he has special needs at home, at school. Everybody pays attention to him, so I, I know at times you had to just feel like Luke's brother, right? Which sucks. And then you grow up as an adult, what are some things you found as a kid or even now that are self-care for you? Like what make Tommy Lane feel like I'm just Tommy Lane. I'm not Luke's brother.
1: You know, I have a passion for, for the outdoors. I love being outside and, and, you know, either hiking or, or fishing or kayak or hunting. It's just, uh, that's really where I find the most uh, comfortability, I guess. And I saw a quote and it said, you know, you walk, out with less weight than you walked in the woods with.
0: Ooh, I like that.
1: So it was, um, I really, you know, I grew up camping and and canoeing and going through all that. And then I got into hunting my you know, junior, senior year of high school. And then it just, it took off and I've you know, enjoyed it ever since and stick to it because it just really is where I feel like uh, Tommy Lane yeah you know?
0: heck yeah yeah go out to the camp with all the guys and hang out and yeah absolutely and I feel like that's kind of other than taking him fishing with you going out to the deer camp and the duck camp where it's loud and guys will be guys kind of nice to separate yourself because Luke wouldn't like that anyway for the most part I'm sure Um yeah. so yeah I can see that absolutely Don't invite me. I don't want to go, but that sounds great for you. (laughs) I've seen pictures of y'all's duck camp. I'm good. Thank you so much. Yeah, it is. It is. It is there barely. No, I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. Okay. so what is what does self-care look like for Luke? What does Luke do that makes him feel good?
1: Watching sports, um, whether it be football or basketball, um, he'll get on the phone. Which, speaking on the phone, he's got a schedule. And especially with uh, autism, it is so routine. Like, there has to be structure. There has to be a routine. And um, he calls me at 7 every morning and 8.30 every night. And he'll be on the phone. And he'll, you know, talk about all the sports games that are coming up, what time they are, and, like, things like that. Um, I imagine that's kind of where what self care looks like yep. for Luke is just being able to have a little screen time and and you know watch what he wants to.
0: Yeah, I remember as a freshman in college, <laughs> I got on his to call list, but my time to be called was three a.m. every morning, Tommy Lane, for like months. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I guess it is because I was awake. I don't know. So
1: <laughs> Apparently he was too.
0: Yeah. He was awake, but I was on his to-do. It was like, it was literally clockwork, which is so funny. And we didn't even mention that, but it is so important for these kids and these humans just to have stability and to have structure and routine. I remember Luke, you know, he carried a job and it was something along the lines of an Easter eels. story. Easter seal excuse me type job where you do something real repetitive real small but you do get compensated for it and I remember he would have to go to the bank on Friday at I can't remember four o'clock and if your dad didn't move fast enough stress broke loose like he was like we got to get to the bank before like you just had to do it and that was just the end of the conversation
1: yeah for sure so You know, it's hard to get a routine in the first place, and it's even tougher to keep that routine, you know?
0: Yeah, I can't imagine. Especially with multiple kids, like running you around and doing your thing, plus trying to keep a routine with another child. Bless your parents.
1: That's a lot of work to do.
0: What's crazy is I feel like we all have a little bit of that. We all need a little bit of routine. Yeah. Uh, uh no, you uh, disagree. No, there's
1: there's some that just throw it out the window and they're like, I'll ah, let, let it let it be. Laissez faire,
0: yeah. Say love you. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So if you could go back, people listening to this episode, what's one thing you wish that people understood about autism or Luke in general?
1: If you if you didn't know or understand, you know, it's kind of your loss because he's just taught so much to people who didn't even know they were trying to learn. Um, I'll use his class example for an example in 2011 um, when he graduated high school, the entire class stood up and gave him a standing ovation. And like that is why I kind of say, if you don't, you just kind of missed out because he meant, that much to, you know, everyone he came in contact with and still comes in contact with. Um, I guess just be, be aware that some are different. And, you know, sometimes there's a rhyme and reason and there's sometimes that there's not. I mean, there's just no explanation and you just go with it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think I love that. He had a huge impact on everyone and everyone he does come across. Like you said, now, I think mine would be if I I, if I wish anyone could understand anything about autism or my cousin Luke in general, it would be and difference. okay, like we're all different. Some may just be a little more physically or noticeably different, but you get to know us and we're pretty different. You know what I mean? (laughs)
1: Dude, so what (laughs) is normal? right? Like
0: we could go on and on and on. Yeah, like you said, we've learned so much just through Luke. Like, he has taught us so much. And so I think my giveaway or my takeaway more so would be difference not always bad. Difference actually a really good thing. It's helped us grow even more than what we were before. And I will say, and I said this in the very beginning, Tommy Lane, something that's been really cool has been watching you grow up, not only as Tommy Lane, but as Luke's brother, you've been... Gosh, I've texted your mom and your dad just bragging on you recently because you've grown up to be such a cool, well-rounded, mature man. And it's been really cool to watch you grow into that. Just like I said, it sets you apart that you have such patience and such awareness and such understanding for things that people have no idea about. So thanks for being cool.
1: Yeah, that must be. That's in the genetics too, huh? Yeah,
0: yeah. In it, in it. Yeah. I do. I do want to touch base something we didn't talk about. So I have heard. Correct me if I'm wrong, and I can't state where I got this because literally, it's just something I heard in passing. But I think autism's gotten to be so. Um, it happens so frequently. It's like one in thirty-six kids now.
1: So, um, kind of going back to the old and the new with low functioning, high functioning, I feel like there were more traits that have kind of gotten put in and diagnosed with autism. So, and I don't know how much of a factor that plays in, but when I was, I had a high school project and in 2012, it was like one in 88, and we had to do a 10 year deal. And so by um, 2022, the estimated Number was uh, like one in nine, so it's supposed to be like a lot, yeah. So it's constantly just been, um, a, a more frequent diagnosis than yeah. you know, kind of anyone really gave it credit for or kind of imagined, you know. Yeah. Um, and from what I understand, that and know from either that project or from life, is it's not anything genetically you know passed down you know it just is a a disability yeah
0: yeah there's really no rhyme or reason like you said I think technically it has to do with your genetics but it's not hereditary
1: yeah yes correct yeah so
0: it affects your like we talked about earlier, it can affect communication and your cognition, or it could affect your social skill. Like it is literally this vast variety of things, but we didn't touch on that earlier. So I wanted to make sure to throw that in there. Okay. So if people want to learn more about autism, but maybe nobody likes to do a lot of research or anything, and obviously you can Google it. We had talked about earlier, there were a couple of movies you wanted to talk about that really hone oh, in on autism.
1: Yeah. So there are two that really come to mind that just really hit home for me, you know, especially growing up with it. Uh one is radio. And you know, obviously they still have like some Hollywood, you know, ties to it and you know, kind of some things that aren't really, but the eye movement in radio is fantastic and his like nonverbals are really, really good and um if you haven't seen radio there's there's a scene where um tragedy strikes and you kind of see how uh he he tries to deal with it or or does deal with it and they end up calling one of the other main characters and it's just a really good like close representation of what you would kind of think with um with autism and, you know, especially tragedy, because sometimes yeah. it just is, there's not a piece there that makes sense. Yeah. And, and especially being in a world of routine and yeah. wanting to have an answer and there's not one or, or having this piece that's no longer there is just tough. Yeah. And then the second one is Rain Man. Oh and Rain Man's goodness. got like a kind of a, another Hollywood you know ties to it and all this other stuff but um they're driving down the road and um rain man is saying it's tuesday I have to go buy clothes it's tuesday go buy clothes go buy clothes it's tuesday and the brother it just finally loses it and gets out and is hollering and it's like you're you are in there i know you're in there come come out. I quit the games, blah, 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 blah. And then there's a big inhale and a realization moment to where he knows, like, all right, I I just lost it, and there's... This is what it is. So he gets back in the car, and I don't know if the next scene, you know, they go buy clothes or whatever, but just that, that moment of realizing, like, that this is what it, I mean. Scream or not, this is how it's going to be. Yeah. So that was that. Those two are really good movies and just scenes in general that kind of hit hard. Yeah, Especially for say. me, but they're just they're good. They're good.
0: Yeah, that would almost be hard to watch.
1: I, I I like I said I I don't I can't watch. <laughs> Y'all them can anymore. go watch
0: it. Not me.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, I've seen it once, great, great movies, but I'm not going to rewatch it.
0: That's it. Oh, man. Yeah, absolutely. It's almost like puts into perspective losing your cool and losing your patience with someone like Luke, who just doesn't. They're so innocent. Like, he's got to get to the bank on Friday before you lose your cool. And I think in that moment, it shows you your true colors, not theirs. And that's such a humbling thing.
1: For sure. Yeah. For sure.
0: Yeah. Man, awesome recommendation. I did. That didn't even cross my mind. So I'm glad you brought those up for sure.
1: Those two, for sure. Are just wow. Great yeah. acting and great. Yeah. Like, they had to watch somebody to be able to play it that well. You know what I mean? Yeah. So just the fact that they took the time to note the um, non verbals or the. Um, the eye movement like the eye movement is unreal because he the eyes never stop because it's always taking in sensory stuff uh with with luke and especially that movie so that one was just like
0: yeah yep can't watch that again yeah awesome like i said i the movies is done those are awesome recommendations for sure yes if you haven't watched those go watch those i have seen them as well it's been so many years i kind of forgot it the minute you named them i was like yes that's right yeah very cool Tommy Lane, thank you so, so much for joining us. It's been such an honor. I know you've had a long day, so we're going to let these people go. Listen, if you want to keep hearing, I'm going to keep talking to Tommy Lane. We're going to do a few more questions, which I do with every guest every week, but they're going to be for my patrons only. If you want to keep hearing from Tommy Lane, which I know you do, you're going to hop on to patreon.com slash music. If not, we're going to sign off, and we'll see you next week. Tommy Lane, thank you so, so much. It's been such a pleasure.
1: Townsend, appreciate the invite, man. You got it.
0: If you'd like to hear the rest of this interview, visit Patreon.com/TownsendTeamMusic, and don't forget you can also watch the interviews on our YouTube channel at Townsend Team Music YouTube. Okay, guys, if you're in the market to buy or sell, I have the perfect company for you. Clark and Go Realty is located in the Benton Bryant, Arkansas area they're able to serve you no matter where you're located in the state. They've streamlined the process of buying or selling a home to make it so much easier. They have a team of industry experts that make sure you have access from anything you can think of. I'm talking from local home inspectors to painters to gardeners and so much more just to provide you with the best service possible. They're dedicated to providing the most up-to-date market data in the area. And I think the coolest part is, if you go on their website, you can use their easy-to-use, fast property search. You can even create a custom market report to see what's active, under contract, and sold in your neighborhood. Their team is made up of caring, knowledgeable professionals that work around the clock to help you with the process of buying and selling your home. So again, if you're in the market to buy or sell, Clark & Co. Realty is definitely the company for you. Tell them Townsend sent you. Let's be honest. I think we could all use somebody to talk to every now and then. Healing Path Counseling in Conway, Arkansas is 100% my go-to when it comes to therapy. Wendy Blackwood has more credentials than letters in the alphabet. She's won awards for her outstanding services and has a whole page of board memberships. Basically, she knows what she's doing. She works hard to help equip you with the tools needed to live your best life. She even offers a variety of services, including, but not limited to, cognitive behavioral therapy, technology-assisted counseling, relationship counseling, and EMDR. Trust me, I know therapy can be intimidating at first, but let me assure you, Wendy does her best to make you comfortable and find the best solutions and plans for you. Trust me, don't wait to make the call. Give Wendy Blackwood Healing Path Counseling a call today. Get started on the best version of you.